All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to season one, episode two of the What Suits You podcast. This is John Suter here, and I'm joined by his daughter, Madison Suter. And we are thrilled to be with you this morning. We have an incredible uh, agenda for today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Queen. We're going to spend some time on European football. We'll spend some time on American football. We have to address Maddie, Billy McFarland, who is Definitely. now out of jail. He's the guy who organized the fire festival. Um, maybe talk a little bit of uh, F1 and then end up with some Twitter trends and sports celebrity gossip. And then Maddie, I forgot, there's one thing too that I wanna understand. And that is, I wanna to get to the topic of sister love. So what is the conversation among you and your two sisters lately? Okay. All right. Yeah, so sounds good. Uh, Let's start off with Maddie. The queen died. She was 96. Yeah, she did die. That's, that's, I, I woke up to a text message saying from my friend who said, the queen's definitely dead and they're just trying to put it off and ease the public into it. And I, I was kind of flabbergasted that she died. I didn't really think she could die, but she did. It went south quickly. It I did. Mean, at one point she was meeting the new prime minister on a Thursday, I mean, on a Tuesday. And then Thursday morning, her doctors were concerned about her health. And then before you know it, she was gone. She's gone. Now, yeah. there's King Charles III. Terrible. Why would you pick Charles? That's my question. <laughs> if you know anything about history, you know that the King Charleses never are good. So the queen picked Charles, right? So yeah. to a degree, we have to honor that. Yeah, that's um, true. Nonetheless, King Charles III... I don't know, it reminds me of King George III, and we all know who he was. Yeah. Yeah, especially exposed in Hamilton. Although I will say his character in Hamilton with that one song he sang, what was the one song? Oh, I don't know. The one, <laughs> yeah. like, the begging, was, you'll be begging. You'll be back. Yeah. Right? That was That's awesome. Good. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing with the, with the queen's death. I mean, obviously she lived for 96 years and she served as monarch um, for 70 years. Mm -hmm. But good Lord, it feels like her her funeral and remembrance is going to go on another 70 years. I mean, I know. can I you know. imagine being part of that whole thing? I don't, I can't imagine. First of all, there's a dead body. That's, I think it's not going to smell good, right? Well, like I, they always talk about the queen's coffin, which arrived in London today. Yeah. I think it's the queen. I think the body in her in coffin. There. Yeah, that, like that. I hope they embalmed it well because I know it's not going to smell good. Well, I'm assuming that she's embalmed, but I, I guess I don't know much about when they do that and the whole nine yeah. yards. Of course, we need to be respectful of that process, but That's at the true. same time, I mean, she's been transported from Balmoral into Edinburgh mm -hmm. Palace at Holyrood in Edinburgh, which you visited, by the way. Yep. She was along the the famous what is it, the Magnificent Mile? Yeah which you walked, by the way. That's true. I mean, and now she's got, she's flown to London. I mean, each one of her children is holding vigil by her. I mean, wow. It's it's a long procession. And I don't, I just don't know when it's gonna end. I don't, maybe like the first week of October at this point. Well, we think that the, when is the actual service? Is it Monday? I think so. 
yeah, I think it's like the Monday the 19th or something like that. And then, I mean, meanwhile, Charles is just trying to live into his whole kingdom. I know. It's hard for me to say we have a king of England when we've had a queen for so long. I know. It's crazy. I can't believe it. it just doesn't really seem real. Yeah. But well, God the good news the for king. the good news for William is he just inherited an estate worth a billion dollars. Yeah, so that is good news. It's life changing. I, I do feel bad for his kids, though, because they did start a new school on Monday mm. and then their grandma died on Thursday. And that might send me I would have a huge hissy fit if I were his children. Yeah. So. Well, the whole thing is quite, um, it's actually amazing. I don't remember anything in my lifetime. Uh, well, that's probably not true. Diana's, Princess Di's death was pretty significant, mm -hmm. um, not just for the citizens of, of England, but worldwide. Yeah. Uh, but I think this may even be more significant just because of how stable and steady she was. Yeah, I agree. Plus she, the 70 years is, is a lot. That's a long time. Yeah. Like she yeah. was, I saw a crazy statistic that it, she was like, 70 when the berlin wall fell finally and I yeah. or like 60 it was crazy i was like wow 95 percent of the people on earth only know her as the only monarch of england yep like no one remembers her dad that's great yeah that's, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, big shoes to fill big shoes to fill yeah so how do we think charles is going to do he's 73 you know when he was younger he was a little wonky yeah. Um, but there seems to be some enthusiasm for him based on a lot of the work that he's done as part of um, his program, like environmental work, mm -hmm. um, sustainable farming, sustainable agriculture, et cetera. I mean, what do you think? Is he going to be able to pull it off like the queen? I, you know what? I think we have to give him grace at this point, because if he does pull it off, that's phenomenal. But I think there's a higher chance that he does not succeed in the way that the queen did. Yeah, there's something about it. Yeah. That um, it makes it different. Yeah. And by the way, Camilla is now the queen consort. Correct. There's a whole thing about that because Prince Philip, when he was married to the queen, was called the prince. Yeah. As opposed to the king the consort. King. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, well, I think it's because Prince Philip had to give up his other royal titles because he had all those greek royal titles oh and so i think he gave it up to be the prince but i'm not sure i think that's an in, like a weird situation especially to be like the queen consort plus you have to factor in the divorce <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on there yeah well um now that the queen has left us who is the royal you're going to be watching the most I, that's a great question. I think probably, I would probably say Princess Anne because I think she's really cool. Yeah, she is the Princess Royale. Yeah, and she kind of, I think she's probably the coolest one of the children. And so, I mean, she is also like the, has is, has the, is the royal that has the most public appearances each year. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, so yeah. probably her. And then I obviously, Will and Kate, just to see kind of what happens with that because that's it that that's also interesting and then mm -hmm. you do have harry and megan which is also interesting to watch but now i will say uh last um episode of our podcast we were talking about premier league soccer and i asked you um 
you know, what was what team qualified as the minnow that you were going to watch in, in the Premier League this year? So I'm going to ask that very same question in terms of the royal family. Yeah. Who is the minnow? And we have to remember that Andrew has kids. Yep. Anne has kids. Mm-hmm. Edward has kids. Charles has kids. I mean, there's a lot to choose from. If there's you look at the succession plan, there's like, there's a bunch of them on it. Yeah, I know. Maybe like, who, uh, maybe like Princess Eugenie. Me too. That was the one. I think she's a dark horse in this race. <laughs> I think we got to dial in on Princess Eugenie and really learn more about her. Yeah. I okay. Know, yeah. That's Princess Eugenie. More to come next week about her life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're going to do a deep dive for us. So yeah. I'll put that on the agenda for next week. The minnow of the royal family, Princess Eugenie. And we're going to learn more about her from the perspective of Madison Souter. Yeah. See if she's got Excellent. any good stories. Excellent. Well, uh, we'll certainly be tracking all of the royal festivities and honors that the Queen has received this week. Um, one of which, Maddie, was the postponement of the entire weekend slate of not just English Premier League football, but also the entire football association. Yeah. No one played football this weekend. It was crazy. Like that makes that made sense. I was looking forward to that Man City Spurs game, but I knew that when I heard the news, I knew it had to stop. Like mm. there would be nothing going on. Yeah. And only now it's like still the Champions League, which people on Twitter have thoughts about it because yeah. obviously if you're not following an English Premier League team and suddenly you have all these kind of delays and schedules and issues, you're going to be absolutely livid. Yeah. Um, so that was something and kind of interesting to see this week and the yeah. reaction to that. I, th- I think um, there's going to be a pileup of matches as mm-hmm. we knew there would be. Uh, But let's do our bit on English Premier League football. So um, the good news is that Spurs are at um, still where they were last time we did this podcast. (laughs) I think on 14 points, third of the table. We'll take it. We'll take it. Can't be picky and choosy. Yeah. Um, Did anybody in any of the um, uh, players from the United Kingdom have anything memorable to say about the queen because they didn't play a game so we can't talk about that yeah i think i think the if i remember correctly the like england men's national team put out a statement about yeah. being like honored by her presence i'm harry kane you know put out a oh, had to said my thoughts and prayers are with the family yeah but yeah nothing too memorable yeah or nobody like, went sort of on a drunken rage and made an inappropriate (laughs) quote or anything like that. No, I wish. (laughs) It would have been great. It's good news for them. Few tears down. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, meanwhile, Champions League football um, occurred before the Queen left us and then again after. So we have last week's games and today's games to talk about. And I think the big news last week um, was – Chelsea losing and it turned out to be even bigger than we knew at the time because immediately after Thomas Tuchel gets sacked he got sacked and that... you know, the one thing I will always remember from Tommy Tuchel 
is when he was running down the sideline after that goal against the Spurs, our Spurs, and he was like all legs. And it was just a, one of those moments where how can a guy be so fired up and so beloved by his home fans? And then Chelsea lose and everybody knew he had to go. Everybody. It's crazy. A lot of Chelsea fans are like conflicted about that. And there's just a lot of interesting reports coming out of the camp about whether or not I've seen things that like Thomas Tuchel was fired because he wouldn't sign Cristiano Ronaldo, which is big if true. And Ooh. I've also seen like, just like, obviously a lot of people on like soccer Twitter are being like, Thomas Tuchel was fired because Todd wanted to do a, a 4-4-3 and Tommy T said no. Well, a 4-4-3 would mean there are 12 players on the pitch, so obviously we oh, can't yeah. do that. But yeah, that is yeah. exactly what the rumor that I heard as well. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. I read an article, um, I, it might have been in The Athletic, but it could have been on ESPN as well, about the sort of the deterioration of events with Chelsea. And I have to say it was a, I mean, in, in defense of Tommy T, it was a, it was a difficult situation. Yeah. And, you know, the last owner left and the new owner comes in and then the the sporting people either got let go or left. And so now the owner is acting and I mean, yeah. it, it was difficult. And I think it's also important to note that the Roman Abramovich didn't leave by choice. No. The team was sanctioned by the UK government. And yeah. that's a crazy position to be in. And then to get, to go from like a Russian owner who was pretty hands off, just pumping money into the club. to yeah. then this new American guy who suddenly de has decided that he needs to be hands-on must have been tough. Yeah, and he had to be. I mean, because his his uh, sporting folks left him. So he was trying to sign deals and learn as much as he could about yeah. uh, Premier League football. And um, well, it'll be really interesting. I'm, uh, you know, as a Spurs fan, I'm hoping to see Chelsea get relegated, of yeah. course. Yeah. But I'm also... Uh, we talked last week about who do you root for and, and we're kind of rooting for Leeds United because of the American presence. So to a degree, I'm kind of rooting for Chelsea because of the American presence. And of course, um, you and I have that connection with uh, the ownership group as well. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where I want to see them succeed, but not really. And, you know, I'm in a yeah. difficult spot. It's a difficult spot. Most got... importantly, I just want Christian Pulisic to succeed. Exactly. And that's exactly. the final line. I yeah. don't care who it is. Let's... Let's Free get let's sick. Make him play again. Well, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, anyway, later in the week, they signed the dude from um, Brighton, right? Yes. Graham, Graham Potter. Potter. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're sort of back at it again. And I actually think that the postponement of this weekend's games played well into that new coaching arrangement. So we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. But it's yeah. something definitely to watch. Now, um, Liverpool also got crushed last week, but yep. my understanding is, um, I think you checked the scores. They won yeah, today. 2-1. Do Liverpool fans need to be worried about Liverpool? I think so. I yeah. I think it's they were seven years at the top of the Premier League, and I just think that the style of play has changed. Uh, I think they pioneered a new style of play in the Premier League, and obviously it's been very successful, but I think it's catching up to them and that there's a probably a lot of exhaustion within the club and nice. I don't know it's been seven years for Klopp and Klopp usually leaves after seven so yeah well it's interesting because um, I find 
you and I have talked about, uh, you know, one of the most compelling players on on Liverpool is Virgil van Dijk. And it used yeah. to be like, you know, you didn't really know how good the other center back was because <laughs> van Dijk was just so good that he yeah. overshadowed everybody else. I feel like their defense is a, is it's has a propensity back. to get, yeah, they're getting carved up. Yeah, they yeah. need new people. But the question is, what, how, how do you do that, I think, at yeah. this point? Now, here's a question for you again. I, I should have checked the scores today, but I didn't. Uh, how did Barcelona do? Oh, Barca lost to Bayern Munich today. Really? They did. I believe they lost 2 0 to Bayern Munich. And that's. I mean, they seemed unstoppable up until today. And uh, Lewandowski yeah. was just scoring goal after goal after goal. And so maybe there's a little bounce back to reality here. I think it was. I think it was a very humbling experience. I think Bayern Munich, although they struggled, yeah, it was 2-0. They're struggling a bit right now in um, the Bundesliga. They found their pace again. I mean, they've got, they just, they have Thomas Mueller, who's a great leader. For the he team. is unfatigable. And then they have all these young kids too, like Alfonso yeah. Davies, who's like, who's like 20 from Canada. I mean, they've got it yeah. down. They've got the machine down. Yeah. Well, so Barca comes back to life a little bit, as I suspect, yeah. you know, we expect it at some point, right? They can't mm-hmm. just all of a sudden be that close to bankruptcy and then bounce back. I mean, I mean, who knows still how they're paying for the the signings, signings that they got. No one knows. And, and another thing to follow with Barca is the Antonio Griezmann situation. Yeah. Where he's playing he he's being loaned out to Atletico Madrid, but he only gets to play for like what is it? They he every single game he's subbed on in the 60th minute because that's part of a clause. Oh, it's part and, of the deal? It's part of the deal because he can't play for like a certain amount, longer amount or something. Or, but Barca is like trying to sue Atletico right now. I don't know. It's a hot mess in Spain. There there are so many things that I love about European football that I wish were part of the American game. Like relegation to begin with is awesome. And the idea of loaning players out. Can you imagine like the New England Patriots, you know, loaning out Devin McCourty to the... Philadelphia Eagles for a season. I mean, just come see on. what happens. Just that to see what great. happens. Yeah, can't imagine it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, Holland remains unstoppable in uh, the Premier Man League. He, he's just amazing. He's a, uh, he's a different level. He, yeah. he is like, he's getting a lot of comparisons to Mbappe because that's yeah. kind of how Mbappe broke onto the scene, but it's, it's unreal. It's hat trick, if not. Yeah hat trick after hat trick with him it's, so it's actually a great segue because i'm really interested to know if mbappe and neymar like each other That's it seems like they have a thing going on yeah like i don't really know what's going on at psg either like, no one does because they have messi too yeah i know but messi doesn't get involved in the drama no whereas neymar and mbappe seem to be like all about the whole drama thing it's going to be yeah really they're crazy. very hot and cold would yeah. love to be. I would love to know what goes on in that dressing room. Oh, fan, be fascinating, right? Yeah, get yeah. the Amazon Prime videos up in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to transition mm-hmm. uh, to our next topic, um, which is we had F one at Monza this weekend. Yeah. I so, mean. Did anybody expect a different outcome than Verstappen? 
No, I think at this point in the F1 season that you, you everybody knows Verstappen's going to win it. It's just a question of when. He could win, potentially win the WDC, the Drivers' Championship, uh, two weeks from now in Singapore when they go back. Yeah. But it depends on where Charles Leclerc and Checo Perez finish. But yeah. I kind of hope he wins it actually in Japan because I think that would be more meaningful because the engine of Red Bull is Honda. Oh, I didn't know that. And so, so that would be sort of a home win for yeah, Honda. Yeah, home win for Honda. Plus, it would be his 33rd race win. Yeah. And he was three thirty-three. I don't know. There's a yeah. lot of, like, you can go into, like, the really sentimental stuff. But, yeah. But, no, it was it was as expected. Do you think they got the, um, the safety car right at the end of the race? I mean. I don't know. Toto Wolf said, look, they followed the rules, which is what they should have done last year. Yeah. And they did it this year. And if you don't like it, then let's change the rules. I mean, I have to say, I kind of like NASCAR's program, which is green, white checker. Yeah. So you start from a stand. Well, it, Formula One, it would be from a standing stop. Yeah. You take one lap and then you get the white flag and you take another lap yeah. and you're done. I mean, to me, that is fan friendly and would be outstanding. It's, yeah, that would be awesome. I think it would be more engaging too. I mean, it was just kind of like the end of the race was a bit of an email. Yeah, total email. Yep. And yeah. But now, like, obviously, since there's this two week break in the calendar, people are talking about, um, you know, restructuring the grid to make it more fan friendly. And they're uh, talking about points and practices and points in qualifying and doing like a reverse grid. So mm. if you get last place, you start at P1 for some reason. And everybody's like, what are we doing here? At this point, this is what I want to see. If we want to add points to any of the rankings, let's have all the Formula One drivers take the SAT or the ACT and then assign points off how well they do. <laughs> like, be awesome. Some I sort of rando that had yeah. nothing to do with qualifying. Yeah. Like, I want to see them write an essay because yeah. they all didn't go to school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some that could definitely write a more entertaining essay than others. Yeah. Right? I think I mean, Sebastian Vettel would crush the essay. Maybe yeah. he would do really well with the ACT. But I can't, yeah. I honestly, I love Daniel Ricardo, but I cannot imagine him doing well in the SAT. All right, so let's talk about your boy, Danny Rick. So um, obviously with what, five or six laps to go, yeah. Not only did his car break down, but he, when he pulled over, he kept it in gear and they couldn't get it out of gear. So they couldn't push it behind the wall. Yeah. So they had to wait for the, the Put crane it. to come and move it. And that's why we finished under the safety car. Safety so, yeah. Um, Another uh, week. Just, he just can't known. catch a break. He can't catch a break. And he started P4 and then McLaren was like, why don't we put him on hard tires? See what happens. Yeah. Early on in the race, he can't catch a break. McLaren just doesn't really care anymore. Mm -hmm. I just I just need to know where he's going to end up next season because I need to see him race in Vegas. Yeah. I, are, there, <laughs> are there any rumors about the American coming up from, what is it, Formula 2? Uh, Logan Sargent? Yeah. No, no, not many rumors because, well, he could theoretically. He's in the Williams Drivers Academy, so if Ugh. they did get rid of, um, they would get rid of Nicholas Latifi, then they could hire Logan Sargent. But it's, he's just had, it's like his first year in Formula 2. So, but he yeah. did really well. He won races. So, but yeah, that's a question mark. Now, that's the other thing is we had a rookie F1 driver who, who yeah. actually placed in the top 10 and earned points, but you don't like him. So I don't like Nick DeVries. Here's what is why. going on there. Yeah. Okay. I think it was like, I'm, 
that must feel so exciting that you on your Formula One debut, you get points in a Williams. That's awesome. Like, congratulations. Especially in a Williams. Yeah. My problem is, is that he, people hail him as like the next generation of Formula One racers, but he's 28 years old. Oh my God. He's, how old's Verstappen? Verstappen's literally like 24, 25. Yeah. So he's Yuki's an old dude. 22. He's 28. I, and I get like everybody gets, should get their moment in to drive at the top of the career and that Toto loves Nick DeVries and he was a Formula E champion mm. and he did win Formula Two. But I think I'm just kind of tired of seeing him test drive yeah. in three different teams each weekend. I don't think it's really beneficial for the development of the sport like the younger generation. Yeah, he's old. I mean, he's done in five, six years anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess Lewis Hamilton's what, 37 or 38? Yeah, 37. Like that. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. You know, he wasn't like a 19-year-old, like the kid who won the U.S. Open tennis tournament, for example, yeah. who yeah. is like the new number one in the world, and you can get excited 19. about him because you think he's going to be around. He's yeah. 27. Yeah, he's yeah. old. It's he's time old. for him. I think, I not to be rude, but let's. I think it's time for him to maybe move yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Maddie. We're going to uh, switch gears here. We're going to move on to NFL opening weekend, and and really, I'm uh, I'm less interested in the scores and who won and who lost, but I'm more interested in what we saw after the Broncos game. What yes. was going on with Russell Wilson, and what was he plugged into? I have no idea. Okay, I saw it on um, Twitter, and it was like this article, and after he finished playing. He was, he, he, the author of the article explained how Russell Wilson had a port in his side and plugged himself in so that he can recharge his muscles and that it's like the next thing to do and that if, you know, people shouldn't laugh. And that's just like a crazy, crazy thing to, first of all, I can't imagine being the author of that <laughs> and seeing that. Uh, it was in The Athletic, let's see. Um, it's in like the athletic premium plus content that's like yeah. unlocked weekly, but I yeah. can't, first of all, I can't imagine seeing that. And then yeah, he was he, plugged in that he was plugged in. Well, I, well, we have instances where people get plugged in, in other circumstances. So, um, if you're undergoing cancer treatment, you might have yeah. a port, which basically yeah. plugs into a vein or, um, you know, there might be a, a, some sort of pump system that you have in your body if you're a diabetic, but this is this a... Is plug in like a recharge situation this is the quote this is the quote i'm ready okay um the broncos new quarterback said uh pointed to an electric cable attached to what appeared to be a three-prong input just above his right hip through russell said this through a minimally invasive procedure my body can now accept up to 110 currents and allow electric stimulation of my nerves and muscles to commence at a more efficient rate than before. Yes, Russell Wilson has figured out a way to plug himself in. Wilson then says, people will laugh and that's fine. They laughed at Jesus too, which is also just a, oh my God. a crazy, <laughs> a crazy line to follow up. I don't think he, like, I don't think Jesus could have envisioned being plugged in. Well, you never know. He is that's all knowing. True. That's true. He was all knowing. <laughs> but like, it's just crazy. I. That's another thing. I mean, the Broncos fumbled the bag, but I would also love to see this 
plug-in port that Russell has. Well, it's interesting because if there's any other football player, an American football, who would be plugged into something, you'd think it would be Tommy. I Yeah, I would automatically right? assume Tom Brady. But yeah. also Aaron Rodgers, because he's on this weird, I don't know what he's doing. He has a weird tattoo. He's doing drugs. Yeah. Well, he was doing, uh, I mean, we shouldn't say he was doing drugs, right? He was taking a substance. What was he doing with it anyway? He I was, don't know. He was like an opening up his chakras. Or yes, something. exactly. Exactly. He needed yeah. some chakras to be open because his team did not perform. No. On Sunday. No. That's a, I can, I can tell you that for free. Yeah. Um, now, uh, speaking of Tommy also, there's this rumor going around. I mean, Tommy can't seem to satisfy the people who are interested in knowing why he was gone for 11 days. Yep. Right? Here's the thing. The rumor is Tommy and Giselle are in a huge fight that's leading to possible divorce. And first and foremost, if they get a divorce, I'm going to need nine days of mourning. <laughs> I, that's, I will need nine days of mourning because it's... It's just, that would be devastating for me. But yeah. the problem is, is that a, Giselle Bunchen was just on the cover of Elle magazine. And in the state, she, in like her interview, she talks about how she's given up so much to support Tom Brady and like how she moved to Boston for him and then moved to Tampa to like make the family a home. But now it's her time. She's not doing that anymore. Like she wants yeah. to prioritize, which is totally yeah. like understandable. I get it, yeah. Like, cause that must've been so difficult. But then she's also like, it's a big point, like a big talking point in our relationship that gets brought up time and time and again, that Tom Brady needs to be more present. Uh-oh. Yeah. So he that's, can't be, not during football season. He can't no. be. That is not the way he's wired. <laughs> no. Speaking so of that, yeah, right that, that was a good you. one. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll see how that, how that, um, how that goes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on from American football, um, I was telling you earlier today, I don't know, I, I guess you didn't see this article, but our friend Billy McFarland yeah. is now out of jail. Now, for those of you who don't know, Billy McFarland was the organizer of the Fire Festival down in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. And um, he went to jail. And uh, don't quote me on this, there was either an article in New York Times or the Wall Street Journal about what he's doing now. And um, naturally, he's wearing $700 sneakers yep. and living in a Spartan uh, environment uh, and trying to figure out how he's going to pay back the 25 or $26 million that he defrauded people from. Yes. And so um, I think this is fascinating. Oh, it is. I'm, right? I mean, here's the guy who set up a concert that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Scammed so many people. And now he's out and about. He's he has to make that money back i need to know what he does next right who's gonna hire him i i yeah who's gonna invest in any of his ideas i well, don't know he said that um in his world which is sort of the entrepreneurial startup yeah. space people are more accustomed to failure so they're more likely to invest in him but they also didn't necessarily defraud their customers <laughs> of 26 million dollars yeah and had to go to jail they necessarily like he had to go to jail yeah he went to jail Who's so, more of a compelling figure, him or uh, Elizabeth, what's her name from- Elizabeth uh, Holmes. From Theranos. Yeah, right? the drop of blood. I would, you know what? That's, that is a great debate because 
Elizabeth Holmes, I think is probably smarter than Billy McFarland. Maybe. Maybe. I think she can, I, maybe they're a different type of smart, but I think she, first of all, she hasn't gone to jail yet. Right. Not yet. And she, and hers had a larger impact. Her, her scamming had a larger impact on the global community than the fire festival did. So I would say in terms of who's probably, whose scamming was worse, makes them less of a better person. It's probably yeah. her. It's probably her. <laughs> because okay. he did just rip off just like a bunch of people who wanted to go see a concert, which sucks, but at least she was at least he wasn't promising like a, a medical cure. Yeah. So. Do we know anybody who went to Fire Festival and then Yes, we do know someone. You um, can't mention their name on the podcast. No, I'm not sure. But we but... do know someone who went to Fire Festival. The, um, but yes, let me see. And was stranded in the Bahamas. Yes, was stranded in the Bahamas. Yeah, and it was like I think we heard about it briefly. But... I think you're right. I just can't remember who it is. Um. You don't have to mention it because we probably yeah. it's probably inappropriate for. It's probably inappropriate. I mean, they got scammed. Yeah. They're a yeah, victim they got of scammed. a crime. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, Maddie, it's time to open um, your Twitter feed and let's see what's on top. So I'll open mine right now okay. and you open yours and I'm going to go to trending. And uh, once again, oh, I forgot to tell you, you know what I decided to do? What? I decided to follow the University of Texas football because yeah. they lost by one point to Alabama this weekend, and it just seems like they're a train wreck waiting to happen. So I know. that's my latest Twitter feed follow for me. Who's your latest follow? My latest follow, let's see. My... Yeah, my latest follow was Vermont Green FC, which is like a second tier soccer team in Vermont. Yeah. So I've been following them because it's just like compelling to see what's happening. But also, yeah, also like simplified Supreme Court where yeah, <laughs> guess yeah, it's just just funny memes about the Supreme Court. Yeah. But let's see. Okay, my top of my uh, Twitter feed is I didn't know this, but Ken Starr died. Ken Starr was the one who led um, the investigation um, into, um, I think it was uh, the Whitewater probe for former President Clinton. So, yeah, um, yeah it was That's a big a, deal. Yeah. Mine is the Emmys. Oh. The Emmys took place last night. And how did our, uh, how did Ted Lasso do? Oh, they did great. Ted Lasso. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis won for leading actor in a comedy. And then Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent, won for yeah. best supporting actor. And they won nice. best like overall comedy. Good. Excited was, to see season is three. Is there another big winner? Um, another big winner was, let's see, I Zendaya won again. Oh. For her best actress in like the best best drama for Euphoria TV show. Oh, nice. And then okay. Um, Quint, uh, Quinta Bronson also won. She's the creator of Abbott Elementary. I feel like that might be something your staff probably. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about it. For those of you who don't know, I'm 
uh, sort of the I'm the head of school of a school out here in Boulder, Colorado. So yeah, um, K to eight. So Abbott Elementary might be right up my alley. So we'll have yeah, to you might have to check that out. It's a comedy. It's supposed to yeah. be good. All right. Uh, and then last but not least for this week, I am pulling up page six, Maddie. Page six. See. Here we go. What's who's at the top? Oh Probably. my gosh. Are you ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Leo and Gigi Hadid moving to next level, but still taking it slow. This is huge news. This has been in the, I follow a lot of celebrity gossip rumor sites because I love to be on the inside. And this has been floating around for a little bit that Leonardo DiCaprio, he just broke up with his girlfriend who just turned 25. Gigi Hadid is, I believe is 27 and has a kid. So this is huge if true, because this is Leonardo DiCaprio dating someone over the age of 25 for like the first time ever. <laughs> and, and who is Gigi Hadid? She is a famous model and she has a kid with a former member, Zayn Malik, who was in One Direction. Oh. But she models a lot. Okay. And her mom is a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Oh my goodness. There is a lot there. Yeah, big nepotism. <laughs> big. <laughs> big nepotism, yeah. Wow. So this could be the new hot couple in uh, in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa would be thrilled about oh, this. Oh, he's definitely thrilled. Yeah. Definitely thrilled. Speaking of which, how is Benefer doing? All good still? I think they're still all good, which is, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think they're just enjoying married life. Yeah. So. Well, gotta yeah. love it. Gotta love it. All right, Moo. Well, right, it seems Dad. like we have uh, tackled all of our topics for the day. Yes. Um, this will be, uh, again, once again, the season one, episode two podcast of What Suits You. Maddie, yes. where can they follow us? Because I'm yeah. not really up on it. They that. can follow us on Twitter on the What Suits You pod. What Suits go. You pod, Y-O-U pod on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. And then um, uh, mom was asking if we have an Instagram page. We don't have an Instagram page yet. Or a TikTok, but those will be coming in the later weeks. Okay. Yep. All right, Moo. All right. All right. Love you, sweetheart. I Thanks love so you. much. We'll see you soon. See you all next week. Bye.